0: Yeah, one of the good things about um, our strategy of the last several months that we've had to function uh, as one church with one team, and it's brought its challenges, no doubt, but it's also brought its blessings to us. It's been a great way for us to navigate COVID together, and one of the things I've loved the most is getting the opportunity to be with all of our pastors more frequently in each of our weekend gatherings, so it's really good to have Greg, our executive pastor, with us uh, here this morning and, and enjoy being able to see all of that team myself on, on weekends. Well, I, um, I heard a story about a guy who went to see his doctor for his annual physical, but in the uh, process of the exam, the doctor realized that this guy has some significant health issues, and he finally says to him, would you mind if I speak to your wife uh, just for a couple of minutes alone? He goes, no, that's okay. I'll step out in the hall. So the guy steps out in the hall, and the guy turns to his wife, and he says, ma'am, uh, I'm afraid we have a very difficult diagnosis. Your husband has a very severe illness. Um, There's some good news in all of this. We believe that it's treatable and uh, the treatment regimen will depend a lot on you because it's going to be very specific treatment regimen. First of all, he'll require three home-cooked meals a day and and you'll have to be intimate with him at least once a day. And and this is going to probably need to last at least six months. And so he said, but if you follow this religiously for that period of time, The prognosis for his recovery is really good. He'll probably have a long, healthy, productive life, but that's going to depend a lot on you. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And she says, I do, doctor, I do. One request, would you mind if I break the news to my husband myself? And he said, no, that'll be fine. So he steps out, and the husband steps back in, and she says to him, honey, I I don't know how to tell you this, so I'm just going to come right out and say it. The doctor says you're going to die. Y'all saw that coming a mile away, didn't you? (laughs) I don't think the wife and the doctor were on the same page with their perspective of that particular prognosis. However, I do want to say to all of you in the room and our Meadow Heights family and our guests who may be with us online, one of the um, reminders that we've had, I think, these last several months is that that prognosis, the one the wife saw... (laughs) is the prognosis that's coming to all of us eventually. Psalm 39 puts it like this, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and my life is fleeing away. My life is no longer than the width of my hand. An entire lifetime, an entire lifetime, is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. I wonder if we could uh, have that First line back up there again. And we have that first sentence. Yeah, that, that, would you just read this out loud with me? This might even be a good prayer for us to pray together over the course of these next four weeks of this series. Let's, let's pray together right now. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. What if one of the surprising gifts of COVID, because it's been a challenge, It's taken plenty of things. What if one of the things COVID could give us would be a fresh awareness of that idea, life will always be shorter than I hope it will be no matter how long I live? Amen? And what if I were to live this year, 2021, with a new sense of urgency maybe because I realize that is true? Would it change the things I focus on? Would it change the way I love And if we could take that gift away from this pandemic, might we have a better prognosis for recovering from this mess we've all been living through? Well, if that sounds appealing to you at all, here's what we're going to do over the course of this series. Our teachers for four weeks are going to give you four questions you can ask. And if each of us were to ask these four questions more frequently, I have a feeling some things would shift and change for us, us this year. And then something else we're going to do uh, is we're going to hear each weekend the story of a Heitzer who has had to face this reality head on themselves. And what we have today for our first story is another throwback, as Greg mentioned. Actually, this story began in 2007 when our own Amy Phillips, who was baptized here at Meadow Heights uh, right about that time, got some news that rocked her world. And she sat down with us back in 2008 and shared a little bit of that story. And We thought we'd go back and pick up that story again and let you hear it today. Watch. We'll hear a little bit more of Amy's story, we'll actually do a little bit of a rewind on how this conversation came to be. She actually had a diagnosis of cancer uh, that year, which uh, drastically altered her perspective on a lot of things. I've often said, I'm so glad she said yes to a life-changing relationship with Jesus prior to that diagnosis, because she did, and she was baptized, and it wasn't really that long afterward that this, uh, that this thing happened. And I think what Amy's story clarifies for us is the first question I want to give you, all right? Here's the question. We're going to throw it up on the screen for you as well. What if we could ask ourselves, how can I learn to live more in the present moment? I'm going to ask that again. How can I learn to live more in the present moment? Here's what James, the brother of Jesus, says about this. He gets very practical. He says, listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city and spend a year there and carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist. Everybody say "Mist." mist. It appears for a little while and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will do this or that as it is you boast and brag and all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. How can we learn to live in the present moment? One of our axioms we talked about about last winter at this time, right at the beginning of COVID, was that God meets us in reality. Listen to me, friends. This is such a big idea. I wrestle with this so badly. It's one of my biggest challenges in my spiritual life is God will be with me in the future, but he's not meeting me me in the future yet. He's meeting me today in this moment. I don't even know what the future is going to look like. Will he be there and waiting for me? You bet he will, but it's today I need to enjoy the presence of God. Amen? In this moment, Sometimes we stay so stuck in the past, our regrets, or whatever that is that we've picked up. And was God walking with us in those moments? Yes, He was. But the moment when I need Him, and the moment when He's available, and the only moment God can meet me in is this one. What if I were to live more in the present moment? Now, if you would like to do that, I'm going to give you three little prompts you might take away with you this week that I think would help. One of the things required to live in the present moment is to turn all those wins into now. And you know what I'm talking about because every one of us does this. When I get married, then I'll be happy. <laughs> when we get the right house, we'll have some people over. When I get out of debt, I'll be generous. When my job gets going a little bit better, I'm going to spend a little more time with the kids. When the kids get out of the house, I'll invest a little bit more in my marriage. We make so many when statements. When this happens, then that will happen. What if the when became now? Because here's the risk then doesn't always happen. Amen? Then doesn't always get here. And if I'm totally living my life in the future for all the when-thens, then I'm missing all the right-here, right-now moments that are precious gifts from God. I've confessed this to you so many times over the years. I think I've made a little progress. I really do. I think I'm doing better at it than I used to. Thank God. He does transform us and change us. But I'm going to tell you, this struggle in my life has required attention. It's required discipline. It has been difficult. I get counseling because I care about this in my life. I want my prognosis to be good for the future because I've learned how to live right now. The kingdom of God is here. Jesus says. Do you want to live in it? That's right now. Yes, will it continue forever? You bet it will. But the invitation is for today. And this does not happen automatically, friends. We usually have to want it badly enough that we'll actually reach out and take it. How about you? If you have children or grandchildren, do you practice being fully present with them? Notice the word I use. Do you practice being fully present with them, or is it easier just to stay on your phone and your tablet and do a little "uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-uh." What'd you say? <laughs> maybe the same for your spouse, or maybe it's flipping through the channels, whatever that is? Or do you ever have moments where I'm fully engaged with this person? This is our moment together right now. How about the people at work or on the team or at school? Do you actually connect with them? Like, do you actually listen to their hearts or do you find yourself just listening to their words? You know? There is a big difference. Friends, if you want a prognosis for a great future, if you want a prognosis for a great recovery from all the challenges we're dealing with in COVID, one of the best things I could say to you is let God turn all the wins into right now, Not necessarily when COVID's over, when we don't have to wear this mask, when we can go back to doing whatever, when we can take that vacation we postponed. Who knows what that's going to look like or when that's going to come. But wouldn't it be a shame if COVID is robbing us of all the things we could be enjoying right now because all we can think about is when this is over? turn those winds into now read this verse with me psalm 118 uh, 24 can we get that up on the screen everybody read this with me this is the day the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it which day this one <laughs> this day proverbs 21 says do not boast about tomorrow because you don't know what a day may bring forth So, obviously, we have the capacity to imagine tomorrow and to think ahead and to plan ahead, and I'm not saying there's not wisdom in that stuff, friends. Of course there is, and God's Word speaks to that as well, but it does not come at the expense of this moment, because this one is the only sure one that I have. Let me give you another little prompt that might help. What if you were to turn some intentions into actions? This is another place where I think we get stuck. What have you intended to do that you've actually never done yet? You just keep telling yourself, I'm going to do that. Well, maybe this year I'll get to it. Well, maybe this week I'll get to it. Back to James again. Remember what he said there at the end a moment ago? Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, what is that? In other words, it's it's just one more way we miss the mark, right? I I knew that. I had the prompt to do that. I had some kind of an inner desire and awareness to do it. I just never did do it. Anything come to mind? Anything different you want for your family, for your marriage, for your kids, for your friends? Any way that living and loving like Jesus has been compelling your heart, but you haven't actually started to work on that thing that you feel like the Holy Spirit prompted you with? Maybe there's a deeper relationship for you to invest in, some way to appreciate somebody, Somebody that you could actually say the words, I love you to them, no matter how difficult it is. I was talking with a guy the other day, and he said, one of the hardest things I do is praying with my spouse. Would you pray with me that I will be able to pray with my spouse better? I said, it's crazy what a hard thing it is to pray with your own spouse. I've heard that so many times, I've experienced it myself. Well, have you intended to do it, but you just won't start? Jump into the deep end of the pool, my friend. Is it time to encourage somebody, say thank you to somebody who's made a difference in your life? Maybe it's time for you to go to counseling. We've had quite a few people over the last few months because the stresses are real and, and unavoidable right now who've started going to counseling. Maybe this is your year to get some freedom that you did not even know was available. To get physically fit, I lost a pound and a half this week. Woo! I know, it's a start. Try to keep it up. We'll see what happens. I'm sure you all will watch the progress with me. But <laughs> is it time to watch, reach out to one of your kids to forgive somebody who's hurt you? to say I'm sorry to somebody that you've hurt? What's hanging out there that's unfinished business? You already know it's unfinished business. Is it time to act on it? This might be the year life is too short to someday wish I would have done it when you can't anymore. Part of the job for me over the years has been listening to people's regrets. (laughs) That's not always fun, but I love that I get the chance to come alongside somebody and be able to listen, you know, just kind of absorb a little bit of that pain they've been carrying, often by themselves for so long. And I've heard so many people say, Why did I pour my life into such stupid stuff for so long? I never intended to do it that long. I always thought someday we're going to get this together, things are going to get better. I've heard people say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Or if I could have just one more afternoon with my spouse or my dad or my mom. Or I don't know why we didn't do that. We talked about it all the time. We just never did do it. One of the saddest things for many of us, I know, the last few months has been the untimely passing of people that we love. And if I sit and think about that very long, my, my heart just begins to ache For those of you who don't have that opportunity again to just, I know how much you wish you could just hold them one more time, whisper you love them one more time, whatever that would be. Proverbs 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to act. Don't say to your neighbor or your spouse or your kid or your colleague, Come back later. I'll give it tomorrow. When you have it right now with you, And that might not just be a financial thing. What if that's love, tenderness, appreciation, encouragement, challenge, any of those things? Life is always going to be shorter than you want it to be, my friend. Yours or somebody else's? What kind of urgency are we willing to live with right now? Turn those intentions into actions this year, this week. I'll give you one more prompt. What if this were the year to turn toward Jesus with your whole heart? Has that been a little easy to neglect the last few months when all the rhythms of life have been disrupted, right? Like church attendance or maybe a group or a chance to serve with your team or whatever those things are where you live in love with, like Jesus. One of the biggest challenges I think we face this year is keeping those spiritual rhythms alive in our lives. It's one of the reasons we've been talking to you a lot lately about let's, let's at least do this together. Let's pray daily. Let's gather weekly, whether it's in the room or online, making a spiritual rhythm Let's group regularly with a few other Heitzers who are pursuing Jesus. You know what? It's real easy sometimes to think, I'll get around to that later. We'll do that tonight. Well, we'll get to that this week. Well, you know what? I think I'll just watch this YouTube video for a couple of moments or whatever that is. Well, tomorrow I'll get it back on track. Listen, my friends, if you do not decide, I will figure out how I'm going to be with Jesus on a regular basis. You will never learn from Jesus how to live and love like Jesus. You gotta be close to Jesus and Jesus' people, or that won't happen. It doesn't just drop out of heaven into your life. We practice this, we learn this together this way of Jesus. We have to want it, and we gotta do it. Not later, now. Not a good intention, but an action. My whole heart given to Jesus. Life is short the width of your hand. It is a mist that appears for a little while, and then it's gone. And I don't know a better time than the present for you to reach out and say, Jesus, I pledge my total allegiance to you. I'm ready now to act on that. That, my friends, is a game changer. One time Jesus said to some people who were asking him questions about how to connect with God, he, whisper, he said this to them. He said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. Listen to me, everybody. You are not far from the kingdom of God. You know why? Because Jesus brought the kingdom and Jesus is here. Amen. He is with you. He he says it's available and you can live in it right now if you want to. You just have to turn intentions into actions and all those when thens into now and say, Jesus, my whole heart, that's what I want. That's what I give to you. How can I learn to be present in this moment? Not in the past, not in the future, right here. I want you to hear a little bit more of uh, Amy's story as she received this cancer diagnosis and how all of that impacted her. She's so going to tell us a little bit of the background, and then I'm going to ask Amy to come up and share some updates with us today. All right? Watch. Well, um, I asked Amy if she would come and share with us today uh, a little update on those 13 years. So would you welcome uh, Amy Phillips to come this morning? 13 years, is that just a little bit crazy? I haven't aged at all. It was funny her response when I sent her that video clip. I said, I got a couple of clips for you to watch. I've been watching these this morning. And she, I think she was, I don't know, something about. The smooth skin. Yeah, smooth thinking. skin. That's what it was. It was a like complexion. Smooth skin. Goes, My skin was so smooth. Uh, <laughs> well, Amy, um, it's really thrilling that you are obviously still with us, with us in our Meadow Heights family. And uh, it does feel a little bit like those 13 years have just flown by. And as we listened to you share there at the end about some of the impact that was having on you just a year, year and a half in, I'm curious first of all about how you think some of this has continued to impact you going through that experience 13 years later.
1: Um, as far as the turn then into now, um, we've had a lot of opportunities to travel, um, which mm. we didn't find important before. We wanted to do it. Yeah, I love to travel, but... Um, I've been across the pond to England and Sonoma Valley and Mexico and Lake Tahoe and San Francisco and um, some really great memorable trips, Um, learning that experiences, as much as I love jewelry and shoes, um, (laughs) (laughs) experiences become more important than Uh. the things in my closet or in my drawers. Yeah. Dresser drawers. yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) I knew Keith would like
0: that. (laughs) So you're, so you, you had some intentions for a long time. You said, Oh, one of these days we're going to travel or we would like to, but either we don't have time now. We'll do that later. Maybe we can't afford it. But you've noticed there were some trade-offs available to you and you began to say right. yes more frequently. Right. Yeah. How about in terms of, we, uh, we talk about turning our whole hearts toward Jesus. And I know, let's just all admit, I don't think any of us ever feel like, it's probably at 100% right now. Mm-hmm. You know? And we, we're all struggling to close a gap, right? But is there some ways, or are there some ways in which you feel like maybe you have closed that gap more intentionally? In your um, life with him?
1: I've had a as everybody does probably a few roadblocks along the way mm-hmm. um, not where I thought I would be in maybe different relationships or career-wise or and um, it reminded me when I watched that video that some things just don't matter
0: mm, yeah.
1: and um, the things that do with those roadblocks it's just an opportunity to See what God has in store for you in another way. Yeah, and um, you could hang out there and not seize an opportunity. Yeah, just because of a bad decision of your own, a bad decision on someone else's part, or maybe it was actually protection that God put in place so that yeah. you wouldn't go down that path that you thought you were
0: yeah.
1: you were going to go down. Um, one particular situation I was in for several months um, where inside I wanted to fight back, defend myself, Mm. say what I was really thinking. And um, I think in that situation, those other people took it as a weakness, but that was me just, Mm -hmm. does it really matter? Mm -hmm. And they might see it as weakness, but I felt like that was wow. what Jesus would have, you know, was, was telling me to do. Just yeah. settle in, it will be, you know, yeah. there'll be another door open or another situation right to get you out of that situation. So
0: here's so. what I'm hearing. You're saying having gone through this kind of an experience gave me a different perspective on what's happening right now, that I'm not as attached to my rights or my opinion or my even self-defense, so to speak, I can let some things go because I'm seeing a bigger picture. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And I even wanted to say, you might
0: think it's weakness that I'm not defending myself. <laughs> Our but ego still yes. wants to speak yeah. up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's still there in a big way. <laughs> exactly. So. Sometimes we can do the right thing for the wrong reason, right? Or we can do the right thing, but we've got to be sure everybody knows about it. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really important thing for us to take away is that when you, when you realize um, how quickly life can change and that some things just aren't really. You know, and it's, it's okay if somebody doesn't know what you perceive as my weakness is actually my inner strength with God. That's okay. I'm not responsible for your opinion. Amen? Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, that's freedom. We, we yeah. sang about freedom earlier and he's a chain breaker. Boy, that's freedom. Here's a, a question that intrigued me as I was watching these, this video back. I thought, okay, I wonder what, which of those things have had lasting impact. But the other, that, that kind of raised the question of, are there things that you feel like you kind of lost touch with from that season? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't succeed as well as, had you asked me in 2008, and we did, I would have thought, oh, I'll never whatever again, or that'll always stick with me. Are there places that you still see the gap?
1: Oh, you know, definitely. You know, everybody has their bad days or just thinks, think it's their right tack like a jerk if they want to. And, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that's me. A lot of times you're you're that way with your family because it's safe
0: mm-hmm. it's and easy. so
1: um yeah so no i guess i've fallen back into maybe normal normal yeah. life you know yeah. not holding on to every moment that that could be yeah an impactful moment so yeah. watching that video i was like oh boy
0: <laughs> you get, still have unfinished get, work yes, yes you know your
1: your business has never exactly you you can't love someone enough today and hope it carries over to tomorrow well I was loved you yesterday don't you know it today (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I think I think that's actually healthy for us to hear because sometimes you think I go through a life-changing situation or I lose somebody that I love or whatever and like I'm gonna forever be impacted by that and you are Mm -hmm. right but there are we are human And the world keeps going on, and it's awfully easy to just get sucked back into all of those rhythms and practices that we used to do or everybody else is doing and forget, you know? And so um, that's why we have to keep having these conversations, right? Yeah. Sometimes we say we're, we're just your chief reminders around here, and that's why we do this. It really is. One more thing. Uh, as you think about your Meadow Heights family, you've been around here for what, 15, 16, 17 years, something, long time, you and her uh, husband who's yes. working and her boys uh, who are now college age, but uh, they were baptized here as well. So it was just a really great story watching their story play out in the context of this church family. If you could say something today to the Meadow Heights family, both in the room and online, about um, about this, some way of encouraging us along these lines, what, what would that be? Um,
1: like we talked about, I was like, Everything I can think of is very cliche, and I guess it's cliche mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. Um, try to be present. You know, mm-hmm. even though you've watched that Disney movie a thousand times, <laughs> it's still really important to the person <laughs> that you're watching it with, you know, um, and um, give forgiveness. Yeah. Even when you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and even though, even even if you can't reach out to them and, and tell them. Right. You know, you, you could right. do that. And um, give grace. Yeah. And um, don't leave it unsaid. You know, mm. I had an opportunity to uh, spend some last moments with a very good friend, and I'm so grateful for that. And... Um, There was nothing he that I didn't say yeah. to him that yeah. that I regret not not saying right and um, and, that, and I guess a lot of decisions I make are on that is it am I going to regret doing it or not doing it and is my mm. pride or yeah getting in the way yeah so if you can make the decision and say that's the decision I'm making yeah. without regret I think.
0: That's huge. Can't go wrong. I think uh, one of the phrases, when well, we were ca- talking about this earlier in the week, one of the phrases you used that really stood out to me in that regard was, I think if I d- can't find a good reason to say no, I say yes. Yes. Right? Right. Yeah, I think that's how you said it. So, I love that. Bent toward yes a little bit more easily versus no, we don't have time, we don't have money, we're not going to do that now, that'll probably never work, they won't care. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to say it or whatever. Yes. Yeah. To leave nothing unsaid. Isn't that great? We've said around here before, uh, if you think it, if you think something good, just say it. <laughs> Don't worry about whether they're ready to receive it or whatever, just say it. You just never know how God will use that, and certainly for you, to live a life with no regrets, what a beautiful thing that is in our relationships, which is what matters most. Would you thank Amy for coming and giving us a little 13-year update today? <laughs> thank you. Love you. Well, that's um, what we have in store for the series, friends, is is simply to ask ourselves four questions. Imagine how if we ask them frequently this year, it might shift some things. It might give us a better prognosis for the future our hearts deeply desire. And could we hear some stories along the way that'll put some flesh on that for us so that we can actually carry that with us into 2021. Everybody good with that? Yeah, so first question is, how can I learn to live more in the present moment? What a beautiful question that is for you to wrestle with this week. Would you all stand to your feet? So grateful, as Greg said, that you all are able to be here today with us in the room or online. We're so glad to be able to gather weekly with our church family. I don't know a better way to have a top of the morning experience than this one. And so I hope it's also your top of the week experience because I think that's how God designed it to function. I love you. We'll see you back here next week for question number two. You're dismissed. Go live and love like Jesus.